0: Hey there, I'm Ray, and welcome to my podcast, The Girl in the Mirror. If you're anything like me, you tend to be interested in pretty much everything. In this podcast, I will talk about it all. You will laugh, cry, learn a little, and hopefully be inspired. I'll try to keep it clean, but I'll always keep it real. So without further ado, let's get to it. Wow. Happy Friday, everybody, and that is W-W-O-W, wow. The Women's World on Wheels retreat was last weekend, and it was an experience and a community of people that I did not know I needed in my life. I came back on a high, and despite a difficult travel day there, which we'll get to in just a moment, it was something that I have been waiting almost 22 years to experience. I've been in a wheelchair almost 22 years and I didn't realize that in that time I had not felt like I belonged somewhere or had a community wrapped around me. Now, don't get me wrong, I come from a small town, I come from great people. You know, as a community there, but I'm talking specifically a wheelchair community. A group of people who can have conversations with me based on shared experiences rather than empathy alone. And it was just refreshing to, to see and to experience other people who just absolutely get it, you know, and who had better resources wherever they've lived and they could teach me things like you would think that being being a veteran wheelchair user for you know 20 plus years that I would have it figured out and I learned so much about myself just being around them so let's get into it shall we my travel day I had the worst travel day that I have experienced in a very long time, and I love to travel. I flew out of the airport in Oklahoma City, and whenever I was checking my, um, doing my security check sorry, at Will Rogers World Airport in Oklahoma City, I realized that my wheelchair wheel was broken and I had already checked my bag, I was due to board the plane, I had no spare parts with me, what do I do? So I go over to a cafe, I sit there for a moment, call my mom, and I'm like, this is what's going on, I don't know if I should just like scrap it and go home, or go home and try to find a different part and get it fixed and hopefully be able to drive all night, And make it out there sometime tomorrow so I can still experience part of it. And then I was talking to her and I was like, you know, that's really, that's really dumb because this trip is paid for. Like, I really want to be there. So I'm still going to go. Come hell or high water, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to go. And she was like, just... Reach out to the people who are supposed to meet you there. Let them know what's going on. Maybe somebody has an extra part they can loan you. You know, just don't give up yet. And I was traveling alone, and it would have been really easy for that obstacle to have been like, eh, eh, too bad. That sucks. Guess you better go home. You don't know anybody out there anyway. You know, I had all of these moments of doubt pop into my head. And I was like... I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to go. So, I reached out to the number given to all of the campers about arrivals and, you know, the first day of camp, let them know what was going on, and they responded back that, you know, we will have somebody there with extra parts, maybe we can get it fixed. Just um, go ahead and come on out. We'll We'll figure it out. So, I... Go on down to my gate. I let my mom know, hey, I'm going to go ahead and get on the plane. Whenever they were loading me onto the plane. This is this is the first big oopsie as far as the travel experience of other people involved. Um, most gates... I'm sure if you've flown, you know most gates will go out and, like, touch the side of the plane. Like, they will extend out to the plane. But because we were in the smallest plane of the United Fleet, the gate came out as far as it did, and then they had what they called the jetway, and it was like a little metal extension arm or whatever wide enough for you to walk around. Uh, walk around on that would like extend down towards the rest of the plane and the only thing keeping the sides of this jetway protected were little nylon um, lattice type nets or whatever. So I go down to the end of the gate, I transfer from my wheelchair to an aisle chair, and I am prepared to be drug backwards onto the plane so they can fit me down the aisle and whatnot. When the lady moves me, she hits something and the aisle chair turns over on its side. So I reach out out of habit, you know, I didn't have wheels on the side to grab onto, which I've used for balance before, and my hand happens to snag in this lattice net on the side of the jetway, and I held on for dear life. That was the only thing keeping me from tipping over and hitting the ground. So, I know she didn't mean it, but at the time, I was not caring. I was already anxious. I was upset. And I almost hit the hard metal ground of the jetway because people were in a hurry. So, I took a deep breath. They got me upright. We were put onto the plane. And then the aisle chair, because this plane is so small, barely fits down the aisle. Okay, oopsie number two. <laughs> so I get into my seat finally. I get situated, very, very, very narrow seating. And the plane loads. I get seated next to a really sweet guy who had. Just the best little conversation skills. He was super patient, didn't mind that every time I had to adjust to my seat, I actually ended up bumping him, and he was just very comforting and very forgiving for the narrow space. So I greatly appreciated that. And in no time, we were getting ready to land in Denver. I always opt to get off the plane last because I don't like feeling rushed. So I had no problem saying my goodbyes and waiting for everyone to get off the plane. Whenever I got back onto the aisle chair to be drug off the plane, and I say drug, but moved, I mean it's not like they were just dragging me behind, but to be moved off the plane, the woman was in such a hurry and the plane was so narrow that instead of buckling my feet together on the aisle chair, they just go ahead and start moving me and ended up dragging my foot. Um, I wore a pair of new shoes and well, by the time I got from my seat on the plane to my wheelchair at the bottom of the gate, they had already dug almost a whole hole in the side of my shoe. So, I was irritated, I was a little hot because I was flustered, but I was just glad to have my butt back in my chair, even though it had a broken wheel, you know. So I turned to them and I'm asking them if they can assist me to a baggage claim because the last time I had flown in and out of Denver Airport was a nightmare. I was completely lost. I had no idea where anything was. I didn't understand the layout. But whenever I landed, I knew that we were in um the furthest end of the B concourse. And that was a long way to roll on carpet with a carry-on, so I asked them for assistance. They pushed me up the gateway to the door inside the concourse, and so okay, have a nice day. And I said, um, can you not assist me to baggage claim? And they said, Oh, well, um, that's usually arranged before your flight. And we don't have anyone here to do that. You'll have to call. Okay. So I started calling like United assistance or whatever while trying to make my way. And I was put on hold. Now, mind you, I have a a bag that weighs at least 15 pounds on my lap. I'm on carpet. I'm on a broken wheel on my wheelchair. And I'm trying to make my way towards baggage claim. I tried explaining to them that I didn't need a wheelchair, that I was in my own, that I just needed someone to come and meet me to help me get to baggage claim, that I was exhausted and I was, you know, a little sore... And this is what had happened so far that day. Well, we can arrange it on your flight back, but we can't really do anything about it now. I was like, you know what? Fine. Whatever. Like, I'm not going to lie. At this point, I was pretty pissed off at United. I later found out that the airlines themselves don't get to pick disability assistance, but that is handled by Denver International Airport itself. So, shout out to Denver International Airport. Maybe do a little bit better. So, we made it to the terminal. I get off the train, I go to baggage claim, get my bags, and I realize that I have to go to the sixth floor to meet my ride. Well, I get directed to the end of the fifth floor, where there are elevators. But that elevator doesn't go all the way to the sixth floor. So I had to come all the way back down past baggage claim. And there was a woman there who, I guess she had worked there and she was on break or something. And she saw me struggling with my bags and she saw me trying to call for assistance. And she's like, you know what, come on, I got you. Don't even worry about it. Like, So whoever she was, I didn't even get her name. I am so grateful for that kind Samaritan. I get to the elevator, I go up to sixth floor, I pull out, and I find the United gate, and, um, or the United uh, check-in there, and sit and wait for my ride. I call my sister, let her know that I'm there, let her know what all had happened, and about that time that just my day had caught up with me, and I was about to break, Kelly Fox rolls up, and her husband's right behind her, and... I knew it was her because I was told, you know, how, you know, what to look for and she was going to meet me there and this and that and he had the extra set of wheels in his hand. So I was like, "Oh, thank God. Just just finally somebody that's there to like help, you know." So her husband helps me get onto this um little bench area there and we start taking my wheel apart. The wheels they brought didn't fit. The pin wouldn't fit. Um, her husband, Blake, who was the saving grace of the morning, I will say, he stopped a construction worker and was like, hey, what kind of tools do you have? Do you have something that will fix this? And so the guys got to work on the wheelchair pin. Unfortunately, it did not work. And Kelly was like, oh, let me call and see if our bus from the Craig has left yet because Craig Hospital in Denver had sponsored our shuttle ride from the airport to the camp. And luckily enough that the bus hasn't left yet and the one who was bringing it was like let me stop by the wheelchair department and see if they have a pin or something that I could bring. And thank goodness that they did because she shows up with a pin in hand. They put it in my wheelchair. They put or put it in my wheel. My wheel goes into my wheelchair and locks, and we're solid once again. So, that saved the day. After that, when I was on solid wheels, I was good to go. I was like, oh my gosh. And it's just the first day. Like, we're not even at camp yet, and all of this has already happened. So, I was more than ready to leave the airport by that point. When we got there, I... We, we were dropped off up by the, like, main lodge cafeteria area, not our housing lodge. So all the luggage was taken back. I get off. I go in. I say hi. Kind of get to meet, you know, a few people. And including my friend Anna, who I had not met face-to-face until that time. So that was really special. And we go in, and we're doing a, a paint-and-sip kind of night for our first group activity. They had a local uh, a local company come in and work with us, and it was really fun, just kind of like an icebreaker type settling in situation, and then we had dinner. After that, we all went back to our lodge, and I had no idea that everything was going to be back and forth up and down a hill. I'm, I'm from a flat state, <laughs> especially compared to Colorado, so I was not prepared for that, but by the end of the trip, you know, the hill wasn't quite as as awful. Um, You know, I finally got up and down the hill where it wasn't killing me the day before we go to leave. But isn't that how it usually happens? So the first night there, we do our icebreaker. We introduce ourselves, um, kind of chat back and forth. And then we all go up to our rooms where we're put with our roommates I had three they were awesome ladies I'm really glad to have met them and you would think after such a day that I would be exhausted um, could not sleep to save my life <laughs> I was up and down every hour or so that night so I finally fell asleep long enough to call it a nap and got up for day two So day two and day three of the camp, they had all kinds of activities lined up for us. They did adaptive yoga, zip lining, goat flicks and chill, massages, track chair, archery, swimming, hand bikes, there was a meteor shower Saturday night, and the bonfire and live music. I did the adaptive yoga. And that's whenever I felt the rib floating out kind of causing a lot of pain and I went in support of the zip lining maybe I'll try it next year I don't know I'm kind of scared of heights uh, watching a couple of them a time or two gave me a little bit of a vertigo so we'll see I really want to branch out and try different things um, I didn't do archery because that involved pulling on the shoulders and after my massage Saturday morning and she was able to work that rib back down a little bit, I was pretty sore. So I kind of took day three off, but the amazing volunteers and the companies and businesses that were involved that made all of these activities adaptable or fun for the people in wheelchairs, because each one of them has a different range or level of mobility and strength and control. Just the way that they could take and adapt it to give a person that individual experience was so beautiful. Um, it was very emotional for me, because we don't have stuff like that here, and like I said, you know, in conversation, that was the first time I really felt like I had a space carved out for me without it being an inconvenience or a burden and I know that sounds sort of mm, I'm not really looking for pity I don't want anyone to feel sorry for me but that's how it feels sometimes, it's like you're an afterthought, or you have to have this, but you're the only one, so it kind of conveniences, inconveniences someone else, like, I have those thoughts all of the time, and being in a small town, in a rural part of the state, it's just like, why don't you just have somebody do that for you, that's not the point. I I don't feel the inclusion here that I felt in that camp, and that makes me really sad because that's not how it's supposed to be. But that experience sort of reinvigorated my own sense of self and my own want for personal growth to continue and to expand, and I just had the best time emotionally, you know, just Reconnecting and rediscovering parts of myself that I've ignored or put aside and in awe of these ladies that have been through life-changing circumstances as well. You know, they get it. They get it in ways that my own friends and family could never understand, not for lack of trying, but just because it's not something you can absorb and understand until you've been there, you know, and and you connect on that level. So, the trip was life-changing for me personally and it was my first one. I'm so excited to go back. I can't wait for next year's trip. And I'm hoping to expand more on this both here in Oklahoma or maybe just build or reach out to a community that's localized in the southern part of Oklahoma and the northeastern part of Texas because I'm really close to the state line. So I don't really know what I'll do with it yet, but I do hope to get some of the board members on here and have conversations with them and really help give exposure to this program because it's something I'm so excited about and something that I'm so grateful for. And all it took was one weekend, you know? I'll be including on this episode's description some of the hashtags to look for on social media and their Instagram and Facebook handles. Check it out. Reach out. um, Learn all you can. It's really about inclusion and adaptability. And if you think that it doesn't pertain to you, maybe not right now. But it easily could. So just in the spirit of kindness, give that a little thought and consideration. Um, It is something that really needs to grow. You know, COVID sort of knocked it down and knocked it out for a little while. While the, the world stopped. And they're trying to build this back up, this organization. It's a beautiful thing. It really is so... Check out the episode description. You can reach out to myself or to the camp directly. Um, I would love to hear any of your personal stories with any kind of disability or family member with disability. um, Or stories in general. It doesn't have to pertain to a disability. You know, I would love to share your stories. I would love to bring the community full circle. So... Give me a shout out. My email is in the description. And yeah, thanks for listening. God bless.